In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning, everyone. Happy Good Shepherd Sunday, and happy Mother's Day. This is one of those years of concelebration that happens every now and then where Mother's Day and Good Shepherd Sunday coincide. It happens with some fair frequency, and we get it again this year, so hallelujah. Um, I would like to start with a story that I think is kind of endearing. Um, my wife is also an Episcopal priest, and she, and her name is Kelly, and she is the associate pastor for family ministry at St. Richard's in Round Rock, where she is probably right now at this moment. And part of her duties for this position is that she is the chaplain to uh, the day school. There is a children's day school associated with St. Richard's Parish. And so she does their children's chapel twice weekly, once each for the kind of different age groups. Um, and sometimes she does extra special stuff with them. So I guess a few years back now, because like the COVID year is kind of like blocked from my mind that now that was four years ago instead of just two. Uh, a few years back, um, she was taking the students, the little children, on a tour of the church, showing them what a church was like and what different things were and where they were and what different symbols were. So there's a particular place in St. Richard's Round Rock, uh, kind of a small, um, intimate space where there is this really beautiful window of Christ as the Good Shepherd. And um, so she brought the children to come look at it and she said, can anyone tell me who this is? And a little girl said, Mother Kelly? <laughs> I think it's just great. So I thought that was a good way to tie together Good Shepherd Sunday with Mother's Day. Every fourth Sunday of Eastertide, we take a moment to pause and consider this important imagery, the imagery of Jesus Christ as our Good Shepherd, in order to understand who our Lord is. We even have whole churches named after the significant biblical image for Jesus, like Good Shepherd in Terrytown. Jesus is the good shepherd. The good news this morning is that we have a shepherd, a good shepherd, and it is Jesus. This is also Mother's Day. So, to all of the mothers out there, have a wonderful day. To those of you who have mothers, enjoy this day with your mother to the degree that you can. And to those whose relationships with your mother may be difficult or fraught, well, you're welcome here on Mother's Day as well. May prayer and sacrament sustain you this day. The image of Christ as Good Shepherd helps us to identify one of the ways that we find Jesus. We find Jesus in others. Jesus comes to us through those in our lives who have shepherded us, who have pastored us, who have nurtured us, and who have led us to life. So that's why I wanted to start with that story of Mother Kelly. Good mothers, in general, lead those whom they love into life, and people like our priests and our pastors, and other important mentors, and people in authority over us in our lives can be those shepherds to us from time to time, and when we encounter them, as nurturing and shepherding, we come close to and we encounter Jesus 
our good shepherd. Which is the good news this morning. Jesus is the good shepherd. In our gospel reading this morning, however, we're in another time. This time, we're at Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the festival of lights. It's the festival that celebrates the dedication of the temple, and it happens in winter. And that was our gospel lesson this morning. Our evangelist paints the scene first. At that time, the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. Jesus, the light who has come into the world, is celebrating the festival of lights. He is celebrating it at the temple, the one place on earth where God has promised Israel that he will meet them, feast with them, and hear their prayers. And Jesus is walking in the portico of Solomon. So now the culminating ultimate son of David walks in the court of the first son of David. So the Judeans gathered around him and said to him, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the anointed king, tell us plainly. Jesus is from Galilee, as are most of his disciples. They are from the sticks, from the boonies. They're from the heartland instead of from the hub. Uh, the Judeans don't even really like their accents. Remember, that's how they were able to tell that Peter must have been one of his disciples because he had that northern hick accent. The Judeans often look down on the Galileans. So they asked Jesus, when are you going to stop speaking in parables and metaphors and tell us plainly whether we are supposed to believe some commoner from some backwater is supposed to be our king. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me. Jesus simply directs their attention to his deeds. Actions speak louder than words. They've heard enough news reports about him and perhaps actually even seen in person to know what he's capable of. He heals the sick, he casts out demons. He preaches good news to the poor. He preaches freedom to those in prison. And now they demand a party platform statement. But you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. Now Jesus invokes this metaphor of sheep to a shepherd for the first time in this passage. Jesus calls on a metaphor deep within their shared Israelite heritage. For example, the book of Jeremiah, the prophet, has chapters of prophetic material about God denouncing false shepherds in his people and how he will raise up good shepherds for them. Today, we prayed Psalm 23. We joined our voices with King David in prayer to the God of Israel as our good shepherd. Well, now Jesus places himself in the place, not just of David's son, but of the shepherd whom David invoked in prayer and praise. Like those little children at chapel who saw the good shepherd in their mother, Kelly, Jesus here wants to see and know that he is the God of Israel. 
Whenever we have a good shepherd in our lives, Jesus, the good shepherd, has come to us. And when we come to Jesus, the God of Israel has come to be our shepherd. My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. Here Jesus shows the intimacy he has with his followers. Like sheep who can pick out the voice of their shepherd over other human voices, Jesus' disciples hear his teaching over the din of useless human banter. But he also says something important here. Sheep follow their shepherd, and Jesus, the good shepherd, leads his disciples, his sheep. Jesus is the good shepherd. Remember the good news this morning is that we have a good shepherd, and it's Jesus. But where does this shepherd lead us? Jesus leads us where he's going. And where is he going? He's going to the cross. Jesus leads us where he is going. And where he is going in this gospel, as in all the gospels, is to betrayal, denial, accusation, abandonment, torture, and death. Now, when I see an image of Jesus as the Good Shepherd in a stained glass window and an icon in a painting, I just feel great about that. It's just, you know, it feels warm and fuzzy. I want to be that sheep on his shoulder, gently being carried to, in paths of righteousness. I want, I want those calm pastures and still waters. Isn't it nice? But when I consider where Jesus is taking me, where Jesus is going, some of the excitement kind of wears off on me. Am I really prepared to follow where this shepherd is leading me? Dear friends in Christ, we live in tough times. And we might be tempted to say, man, we lived in the worst of times. But I have a feeling that every previous human generation has said that. We just live in the worst times. I don't know. They are pretty bad, though. We've had a rough couple of years. We've got this global pandemic and the various responses to it. We have war between Russia and the Ukraine, the first war in Europe in decades, dozens of years, and it's frightening. We have human rights violations across the globe and in places as powerful as China. Uh, we have our own entrenched injustices, our own polarized discourse, and mind-numbing social media. But what about also, more personally, our vices, the bad habits that we can't shake, the addictions we might not even be aware of or not, might not be aware how they're harming other people, the passions we suffer that we can't seem to resist, the temptations that we give into far too easily. We sure could use a good shepherd, couldn't we? But Jesus doesn't always shepherd us away from suffering. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he saves us from suffering. And certainly as Christians in this world, we are called to fight suffering based upon injustice whenever we can, however we can as Jesus' disciples. But what we know is that Jesus doesn't save us from human suffering in this age that is passing away. And if you hear a gospel that tells you that he does, with my authority as a priest, I tell you, 
That is a false gospel. Okay? I'm going to do my best to tell you the truth. The truth is the good news that we receive in Christ is that suffering is a part of this story that we're going to tell as Christians together. We don't get out of this world that is passing away without suffering. Not even Christians escape from suffering. Sometimes Jesus shepherds us exactly the way that he goes, to his calling, to obedience to the Father, to suffering, to death. But Jesus never leads us anywhere where he has not already gone before to blaze a trail for us, to make a path for us, to walk with us. And so here comes more good news. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. Jesus did not embrace suffering for its own sake. Jesus did not embrace suffering as an end in itself, which is why it is just and right for us to resist suffering due to injustices. But he did come to overcome it, and through it to conquer death and bring life and immortality to light. Jesus' way of the cross ends in the same place of glorious resurrection. Happy Easter. Here's another good reason to celebrate Good Shepherd Sunday during Eastertide. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Jesus never leads us where he's not gone before. Jesus has conquered death and resurrection. Jesus never leads us to a cross without carrying it for us to resurrection. Our good shepherd may lead us through the valley of the shadow of death, but we fear no evil, for he is there walking the way he has already walked before with us. And he leads us to his temple, his temple not made with human hands, where the martyrs cry glory to the lamb that was slain, but who has begun to reign, where we can dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I mean both in terms of the resurrection of the dead on the last day and the life of the age to come, but I also mean, of course, all those little crosses we bear day to day, maybe even hour to hour, and also the million tiny but just as real resurrections we receive from the hand of God every day, every hour, where our loving shepherd leads us through suffering to newer, greater, renewed life when we turn to him in faith. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. Our good shepherd, like a loving mother, will never let us out of, out of his sight. He will never let us go, never allow us to be lost for good. No one can snatch us out of the hand of our good shepherd. Here I thought maybe I would use the imagery of, you know, those kitty cat moms that run into fires and pull out all their kitten babies. Sorry, I just like watching kitten videos on YouTube, so I kind of get into that. But I decided the Mother Kelly anecdote was better, but I just had to share that. I love that image. love the image of the cat loving her kitties. But then comes the craziest thing that we hear Jesus say in our passage this morning. The Father and I are one. Our good shepherd is also one with our God and Father. And in him and through him, we can boldly stand before God now and on the last day. The good news is, as with Mother Kelly, with those children in chapel, and those of us who have given and received good motherhood in our lives, or given or received 
sound pastoral care in this life, we know that we will be guided and protected through the difficulties of this life. And through these loving people in our lives, we will meet our good shepherd. But only Jesus can lead us out of death into eternal life. Jesus is the good shepherd. The good news this morning is that we have a shepherd, a good shepherd, and it is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.